0: How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex. With my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Day three of training camp for the New York Jets. Some really great takeaways today, ranging from some good opportunities for the defense to have some red zone drills and had a couple of uh, interceptions. You know, Zach Wilson had an uneven day, uh, Rich Cimini would say. Um, but otherwise, some really good plays today from uh, especially Mikai Beckton had a really good standout performance in today's practice after getting beat around a little bit, running out of gas. Uh, during day two of training camp. So nice to see him bounce back and have a really good day and showcase uh, his quality. Some really nice clips that we'll show you throughout the video as well. Um, the receivers had a good day, another good Elijah Moore day. Uh, Corey Davis had his probably the best day of training camp so far with two touchdowns and four receptions. Um, running backs look great again. Um, you know, Quinn Williams, a special player, um, some are saying. And then John Myers is doing a little bit of different stuff in the interior defensive line. So we'll talk about a couple of these guys, the progress that was made today. Um, and some good and bad takeaways before we dive into the good stuff. Ryan, how you do today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, Alex. Definitely another day uh, filled with news, you know, coming out from Jets practice and looking forward to tomorrow. Obviously, it's the first day that the fans are able to go and looking forward to just the energy. I think Jet fans are going to bring it. There's a lot of excitement right now and – you know, just giving these players that extra boost and, you know, some life that they need during these dog days of camp. Um, Obviously today, you know, some of the big news, Quan Alexander, you know, they signed him yesterday, big addition. Uh, Salah said the next two days, they're just going to work him out and then really get him up to speed to, you know, be ready to go in football shape. Um, On the injury front uh, supposedly Jeremy Ruckert is close to coming back. Uh, Still no 11 on 11s yet for Braxton Barrios and George fan and, Sala said in this uh, post-practice presser that he's hopeful for next week and you know a lot of the things you touched up on you know Zach Wilson you're going to have ups and downs you're going up against a much improved pass defense you know even Bryce Hall you know is continuing to make plays so we're going to talk about today and you know some big plays from Corey Davis Garrett Wilson Brees Hall it just continues for these young skill position players that the Jets have and you know just seemed like another good practice you know on the injury front especially you know it sounds pretty good to this point and Excited to, you know, really dive into today's episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about Quan Alexander for a moment. We talked about him as a potential free agent signing a couple weeks ago. This is a guy who's going to come in and compete immediately um, alongside CJ Mosley, of course, has the uh, job kind of locked up as that Mike linebacker. But you're talking about Quincy Williams, talking about Jamie and Sherwood. Um, Nazril Dean, there's some guys there that are looking for starting snaps and Quan Alexander is going to be thrust right into the mix there. I think Quincy Williams probably has the edge at this point in time. Um, but Quan Alexander is a solid uh, player, you know, historically, uh, really good with uh, the 49ers, but it has been a little bit inconsistent the last couple of years. Um, you know, with the saints and whatnot. So hopefully he can latch on and actually make an impact on this team. I don't see him as an immediate starter. I see him as a competitor, a guy who could, you know, maybe push for snaps, but I see him more as a depth piece. Um, if the if the Jets do need it, and if he wins the job, then all all the best to him, and hopefully he ends up kicking some serious ass alongside CJ Mosley. Uh, but what are your expectations for Quan Alexander and the role that he could play on this defense?
1: For sure, it's obviously something Jet fans, and obviously we've speculated on. And it was exciting when the news came down yesterday. I think you look at the Jets offseason, and you know there were obviously so many big splash moves, and they vastly improved the roster in a lot of ways, but. You know, they, they were still, you know, pretty far off entering the offseason that you were not going to be able to address everything with a premium resource. And, you know, the linebacker position was obviously one that, you know, with the draft, free agency, they really did not get a, you know, high-level impact type of starter. And I think they gave Quincy Williams a vote of confidence this offseason. But alongside him and C.J. Mosley, like you said, there was a lot of youth. You know, I think this Quan addition really allows guys like Jamie and Sherwood, Thompson Nasral Dean you know, to really – Delshawn Phillips as well – you know, these, these guys just continue to develop as young and inexperienced players still. And it just adds, you know, a proven asset. Quan is a guy that's played at a high level. Was obviously with Salah in San Francisco for a year and a half, 2019. They made that Super Bowl together, second-ranked defense in football. Um, spent the first half of the 2020 season there as well. Salah last year before it comes to the Jets. And I think with Quan, you look at the speed, you know, the ability to play the run, um, what he can offer in coverage as, as a blitzer as well, three and a half sacks last year. You know, there's definitely some uh, exciting attributes that he's going to bring, and look, it just uh, it, it adds you know another piece of this defense. It's got to be better.
0: It does have to be better, especially that run defense. So hopefully, Quan uh, can make an, uh, an impact there. And then you know, with Jeremy Rucker, the injury update there, him being close to return, I believe he had a Lis Frank injury in his foot. Um, A couple of months ago, so he's been kind of fighting his way back from that. Those injuries can be a little bit problematic, so you got to be a little bit careful. But nice to see he's close to returning. The, obviously, the Jets still have Tyler Conklin, CJ Ozoma, um, and so Ozoma's back now, so that's great for him off the pup list. So, you know, this is a, a team that's getting healthier as training camp is progressing and not getting, uh, you know, I guess unhealthy. Um, which is exactly what you want to see, these guys making returns and making an impact and getting some good work in um, after a year of of building last year under the Joe Douglas and Robert Sala uh, tandem. So, you know, let's talk about Zach Wilson, the red zone. Let's talk about the receivers. Corey Davis having a big day. Um, Am I concerned about Zach Wilson having an uneven day? Absolutely not. This is the way that training camp goes. How many times have we seen You know, Russell Wilson had three interceptions. training. The guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. No one cares. Like, training camp is absolute nonsense. It is structured to test you in specific ways. For example, the Giants today had – they were specifically running third and long drills. Of course, that stacks the odds against the offense. It makes the throws more risky. It makes everything more problematic. um, If if the Jets are doing something similar, which I imagine they will absolutely be doing third and long drills to, you know, kind of figure out how to to, uh, adapt and overcome those type of situations – You know, Zach Wilson is going to throw some interceptions, but he had a couple of really beautiful passes. Um, You know, Corey Davis made a big impact today, you know, showing us that he is very much involved in that wide receiver mix. Obviously, he, I guess he right now, he's probably penciled as the wide receiver one, but I think, as I've said, he's lost that uh, kind of momentum. Maybe he'll be the wide receiver two by the end of this year and more will overtake that spot. Um, But it's nice to see, you know, what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson having an uneven day? Corey Davis's big performance today. Um, showcasing his quality. He's down about what, 10 or 15 pounds to 205, I believe. So that's a really big sign for him in terms of increasing his speed, agility, um, and kind of just having that possession mentality as well. So I think he should probably be coming in at a better weight for him and just be able to make a bigger impact moving forward.
1: For sure. I think you said it best with Zach. I mean, one of the interceptions did come in the red zone. So you're obviously working in a, with a limited amount of space and supposedly he didn't really throw too many incompletions on the day I uh, saw so it was obviously the two interceptions one was early in practice to Bryce Hall and obviously the one to Whitehead at the end of practice it was like a floater that he threw to Tyler Conklin but uh, obviously the touchdowns to Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson you know good to see Garrett getting some work with the starters obviously a couple of the clips we saw yesterday he was working with Joe Flacco on the second team so definitely good to see Garrett you know getting up to speed there with the first team and You know, Corey Davis to me, I think, is a guy who's definitely destined to really bounce back and you know, just that veteran presence. He's great running routes on the intermediate level and just the possession frame that he offers, especially in the red zone. You know, you really want to see him make his impact and presence felt there. So definitely encouraging to hear that. And I think with Zach, you just take everything in moderation, the good, the bad. You want to learn in practice. This is the time when you want to make mistakes and study back on film. And instead of, you know, not having this experience and going into the regular season, you know perfectly you know uh ready and not having any mistakes committed in practice so to me it, it's all fine and uh you know you, you just you want to hear the good things and obviously you're still hearing that even with zach today
0: yeah you know i mentioned before uh you know makai beckton having a big day george fant is still you know dealing with his injury issues. so um in addition to that he's kind of looking forward to a contract today he said um he's not really thinking about the contract but you know he wants to be taken care of which i definitely understand so you know i'll throw on some of these clips for you guys now so you can get a look at what uh, the Jets did today and accomplished uh, during practice, but let's see here. So we'll go back to the beginning and a lot of these running backs got some good work. And of course, Brees Hall, I mean, that like, phenomenal Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight, all these guys are looking really strong. Um, and, you know, Brees Hall, we, he, we showed us yesterday, a little bit of his uh, capability to get outside on those outside zone. Uh, runs that, uh, you know, Mike LaFleur loves to run there. So, you know, how important do you think the running game is going to be to the offense this year in terms of setting up Zach Wilson, giving him that comfort of knowing that they can move the change of the running game and opening up the passing game with play action? Uh, I think it's really an, an interesting situation for Zach in just terms of kind of helping him on all fronts. And I think, you as you can see there, back to these guys, Elijah Vera Tucker, extremely strong, Blake and Tomlinson, big boys. They're going to be able to move the pile, move the uh, line of scrimmage for these running backs and really help them kind of make a significant impact.
1: For sure. And I think, you know, I was going to state exactly what you said there with the play action passing game. And that's obviously vital in Michael Floor's offensive scheme. And, you know, when you have guys like Brees Hall, and Michael Carter, as we're seeing here, you're hearing Zonovan Knight had a good day of practice as well. The undrafted free agent, you know, when you're able to run the ball and obviously we saw a couple of clips there of beckton Becton and Elijah Barrett Tucker getting some work together on the right side. I mean, this running game can be dominant and really make Zach Wilson's life easy off play action. And also what it opens up is just one-on-one opportunities for all these skill players on the outside. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. You have so much speed. You have so much explosive playmaking ability. And you know, that thread of the run opens up a ton in the passing game. So it all works hand in hand.
0: Yeah. Watching Makai Beckton runs like watching a water Buffalo run full speed at you, bro. This is a, a monstrous human being. You don't find people like this very often. I can't believe someone gave birth to this person. <laughs> it's absolutely insane, but you love to see it. This is good work here, getting those duos, those combo blocks off, of, and getting to the second level in the running game. Um, just showing that versatility, and you know, just uh, really getting upfield. And I think that Makai Becton at his weight right now, definitely something. Uh, you know, not concerned about, but he's he's lost a lot of weight already. His stamina is improving day by day. That's exactly what you want to be seeing for this Jets team, and you know, being confident in him going into the season. Um, and Quinton Williams, another guy on the defensive side that's been having really good practices. Um, everyone's talking really highly of him. Um, you know, A guy that's heading into his fourth year has his fifth-year con- uh, fifth year option already picked up for next season, so they have two years left of Quinn in before they have to make, a, 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 I guess, a decision on him um, in terms of an extension. They'll have the money opening up at that time, I believe, if they want to extend him. But he's a great player. I think this could be his breakout season. He had, he's had good seasons, but not great seasons. I think this is the one where he really opens it up, and he feels comfortable in the scheme. He has support on the back end. The secondary is locked down, and I think the secondary is a big part in helping improve defensive line stats simply because um, a quarterback, if you have good coverage, a quarterback is not going to be able to throw the ball as fast as you usually uh, as usually would be able to. So I think that will give Quentin Williams an extra second just to get to the quarterback, and he missed a couple sacks last year just by a split second. So hopefully that will uh, contribute toward him having a very good season. Um, what are your thoughts on and, um and, and his camp so far? For
1: sure. I think the easy takeaway for me initially is just early on and obviously there's no pad, So the defensive line is at an obvious advantage, but you're you're already seeing this depth that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have built. You know, yesterday it was Vinnie Curry. It was Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, who Salah spoke highly on in his press conference, JFM of course. And today it was a Quinnen, and you don't even mention guys like Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson yet. So the depth of this defensive line, it's clearly evidently on display early on here. And, Quinnan, I think you said it best. This is the year he's poised to break out. He's playing for that contract. You know, it's his second year in this scheme that fits him best. A healthy offseason. Obviously, he spoke on recently the fact that he's in better shape than he's ever wanted to be in. And I think you're really going to see him flourish with all these, you know, added pieces around him.
0: Absolutely. So I do want to discuss one last thing here in terms of the secondary and uh, the cornerback position battle. So, you know, uh, I guess DJ Reed is considered the CB1, but you also have Sauce Gardner. You have Bryce uh, Love. You know, how are you viewing that CB2 right now? Because Salah, like the assumed starter is going to be a Sauce Gardner, but Bryce has looked good. He had an interception today. He's had a, a couple of good days. Uh, Salah wants to see Sauce Gardner with pads on, uh, see if that physicality can remain. Um, but what happens if Bryce looks better? You know, what happens if he looks better in camp? Are they going to give him that opportunity? Or do you think Sauce, no matter what, is getting that starting CB2 job?
1: It's a fascinating question. And I think it's similar to what I said with Garrett Wilson before, working with the second team yesterday, the first team today. You heard yesterday that Sauce was working with the ones, but that on day one of camp, it was Bryce Hall going up against Corey Davis and those guys. So it's interesting. I mean, I think Bryce Hall is a guy who, was a talented prospect successful at Virginia and, you know, really his first year or so playing for the jets, I think has surpassed expectations. Now I think the main, the main holdup is just limited ball production, limited athletic ability, but I think Bryce technically his smarts, intelligence, all that's there, the size, the length. And once again, similar to the defensive line, the depth here is really, you know, coming into its own. You see sauce DJ Reed, We didn't even mention Brandon Eccles. I mean, you have four outside corners you can really feel good about, and it's going to be fascinating. I think Bryce Hall, you know, obviously it's not going to be as much as he played last year with DJ and Sauce, but don't be surprised if he still has somewhat of, you know, a specific defined role in the secondary.
0: Yeah, it should be extremely fun. I'm I'm very excited to see how kind of the secondary shakes out here and uh, Bryce and Sauce Gardner that competition battle, it should be a hell of a position battle, but I do think that sauce will end up winning that just because, you know, guy you draft that high uh, not, isn't normally sitting on the bench come week one. Uh, that would be very surprising in my opinion, but I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments. As always, my friends, hope you enjoyed this episode of Fireside Just taking a look at day three of training camp. Get you guys the latest clips and videos and updates for tomorrow as well. Uh, so tune in for that, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Make sure to like and subscribe as always.